0: Welcome to the Shirts and Skins podcast with Tori, Josh, and Devin. We got the big three back again together. We'll let you decide whether we're the big three from the NWO, the Chicago Bulls of the 90s, Miami Heat, or the current Brooklyn Nets. That's another conversation to be had. One that I don't feel like is right for us to have, for us to put our place on there. I'd probably say the Bulls, though. Well, we got a Dennis Rodman, that's for sure.
1: Yeah,
0: the champ is here. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely have a wild story that a legend, if you will. The the legend continues in the Devin Parsons. So thank y'all for making the arrangements to allow me to be here today. I feel like it's right that we pick up where you guys left off on the last podcast with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl and going forward what that might mean. Now the I'm gonna have a special another little ten minute podcast that I'm going to do later on to address a little bit of the narrative that I've seen on a lot of these bigger networks, as far as what the seven Super Bowl means for Tom Brady and does it count quote unquote, because he had a great defense all that narrative. But I do feel like since we're going into the off season, the NFL has picked up a lot of what the NBA has done where it seems to be
2: there is no offseason
0: yeah exactly there, there's news there's trades there's there's a lot more conversation to be had in the outside of the NFL season than what used to be had And I feel like this season especially because there is a lot of
2: bigger name quarterbacks that kind of are on the market or are trying to be on the market it's definitely been a already kind of a we'll say crazier year than normal definitely like you had the trade before, with the Stafford trade before the Super Bowl even happened. Now Deshaun's trying to do his thing. You still got Carson Wentz trying to figure out what's going on there. Dak Prescott. So definitely some some crazy things going on already considering the actual offseason has not even started.
0: Because technically it doesn't start until March 19th, I do believe it is. Right. And I think we thought last year's NFL offseason, as far as the quarterback goes, it was a carousel in itself. And now it looks like we're due for another one. Coming up because, I mean, we had – Phillip Rivers got moved. This one has big – like bigger names because
2: you've got a names. Deshaun Watson that's top five quarterback. Right. You know, you got Wentz who was a Super Bowl-type quarterback before his injuries and things like that. Is he going to get back there? Matt Stafford was a, always a big name, top ten quarterback, got traded. So you've got these players that you know what's going on, and now you got the draft coming up that's also going to play into these – things at least five QBs are going to be
0: taken in the first round Dak
2: Prescott who's top 10 quarterback possibly like it's definitely some bigger names this year
0: yeah I'm really excited for this if we're staying on with the topic of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs who are both already the one and two Vegas favorites to meet up back in the Super Bowl now again it's a long time from now till then but if we're talking about Tampa Bay and how they can keep this team together because they got just under 30 million dollars in salary cap and the highest commodity, I feel like, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the most talked about one who wants to back up the Brinks truck and break the bank and Shaq Barrett, he's probably going to occupy about $19 million of that. And so I have a question to post to you guys because Chris Godwin is also available. And if you're looking at market value, he's probably around $12 million. And so those two guys right there, your salary cap is gone. Now, Tom Brady and Mike Evans have come out and they said that they're, you know, we're going to restructure our deals so you can take away some of our money, which Tom Brady this year was, in classic Tom Brady fashion, only the 18th Grossly highest paid quarterback underpaid. already. <laughs>
1: so, you know, everyone's like, oh, okay, well. He, y'all believe in, like, paid under the table. <laughs> I mean, his endorsements,
0: I are mean, sure, fine. You mean, like, that $2 million yacht that
2: he probably didn't pay for that he rolled up for the Super Bowl parade? <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure someone gave it to him, like, like under the table.
0: Like, maybe the uh, Glazers might have paid for that.
1: I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's how it rolled roll
0: out. Well, and here's the deal, too. Like, if you already know, look, we're probably going to make the playoffs. My goal is to get to the Super Bowl. My goal is to win the Super Bowl. That's where you can put all those extra bonuses into the contract. Right. And you make your money back.
2: And you make extra money as a player already just from making those games. And like, Tom Brady's done it ten times now. So, like, <laughs> one seven of them financially he obviously doesn't
0: need you know he's not hurting we'll say no not at all he's definitely not hurting um so a question that i pose to you is under the same it's, it's more of an a and b situation would you choose route a or would you choose route b but definitely please fellas put in your input on this you can keep shack barrett and chris godwin for the remainder of the salary cap or if you let the two of them go, you have enough money to re-sign Levante David, you can re-sign Gronk, you can re-sign Adamic and Sue, you can re-sign Antonio Brown, and you can re-sign Leonard Fournette. All of that will work under that $28-29 Now You can now, keep those is, five. But
1: is Fournette and Brown coming in at these lower salaries as well? Or do they want to obviously bump up their salary? Because, you know, Fournette and Brown had problems coming into this year, now the... You couldn't win that Super Bowl without Fournette and Brown.
0: No, definitely not.
1: So, to me, it's like if you're Godwin, you're you're the younger you're the younger wideout, so you're gonna look for that twelve million. And you had Bruce Arians come out and say, "We're gonna keep him. He's not going nowhere." He might go somewhere. You know what I mean? He's probably gonna go get paid somewhere. I could see Godwin leaving. Um, I could see them bringing AB back for X amount of dollars. Have Scotty Miller there, and um, you're gonna bring Gronk back your your Gronk's not going anywhere.
0: I I can't see a situation where Gronk goes to another team, so it it'd and be then, retirement or it'd be running it back.
1: And then Barrett, I feel like Barrett's leaving. He's he was like an older older linebacker anyway. He was already had some years in the NFL before he came to the Bucks and then he kind of turned it up at the Bucks and became a what he is now. It's, you know, getting the sacks, getting his stats up. I could see Barrett, you know, hey, I got my I got my Super Bowl ring. I'm going to go get paid. Right. And uh He's gonna be one of them linebackers. Someone's gonna overly pay for him, and he's probably not gonna produce anywhere near what he's been the past couple of years for the Bucks. But he got paid. He got his ring, and he's gonna go out. The for second another. one,
0: because he got one as a Bronco like, when,
1: you know, when he was young. And so yeah.
0: he, the the pedigree is certainly there. And I feel like going to what you're saying, yeah, like that's why he feels like he can make that that big max contract. But the problem is, is that you're probably going to, I mean, the Houston Texans they could probably use his services <laughs> right now. <laughs>
2: I definitely I think Barrett and Godwin are both gone. You think so? I think a team is going to overpay for both of them. The problem is Barrett's going to go to a bad team. Definitely, some bad team is going to overpay, hoping that he can bring in that championship atmosphere and everything like that. Godwin's gonna I, Godwin can go to a contender type team, depending on who's willing to pay him. The Ravens are, are needing a receiver over there. Levante David is the one. I think the Bucks need to bring him back. He's your middle linebacker. He's, you know, like the, the heart and soul of that defense. The rest of the guys you're going to be able to bring back. I think A.B. is coming back for a cheaper contract. Another incentive laden. Keep it kind of low. He loves working with Tom Brady. Like those two guys a little thing going. Gronk obviously isn't going to go anywhere. If he does come back, it will be with the Bucs. There's not going to be anywhere else he's going to play. A lot of these guys. Sue. He'll take another small, smaller contract, try to get another ring because he's at the end of his contract. Just maybe to stay
1: in Florida too. You know, he went right. to Miami, he went to Tampa. It's the end of the road. His, for his him, road. You know, you, know what you mean? just kind of
2: hang on to get that last ring.
0: I'm glad that you guys both brought up David and Sue because those are the two names that, again, going with the the
1: conversation that we're David's having. David's not going nowhere. David. David. He's the guy that you have to get. Yeah, in Dev, my opinion. You, you know, you got uh, Devin White, and you got. Uh, David over there, you're not letting those guys go. David allows White to do what he does. Exactly. And you're not going to let them go nowhere. Uh, you still got JPP there. Um, you got Vea. He's still young. You still and got Vita him. Vita Vea
0: there. is when, when he's playing, Shaq Barrett gets to the quarterback. Right. And so if I'm looking at that, that Vita Vea is actually the guy that's. The thing, you got Sue and Vita Vea. There's two huge bodies right there in the middle. Humongous grown men. You've got to figure out who you want to let through. like, And you got the two linebackers in the middle of the field. And those, JPP. And JPP. Yeah. That always has to be accounted for. Even for batting down balls in the Super Bowl and he's missing fingers. Exactly.
1: He's just got that the, the length. You know what I mean? He's he's just got long arms. And yeah. You know, even if you don't get there. It's a disruption. Exactly. Yeah.
2: You've got to know where he's at at all times. The one, Leonard Fournette, I could see him trying to chase money. I could see Fournette going. and. Like Adrian Peterson's already come out and said he wouldn't mind coming to Tampa. Well, sure. Like, I could see him coming down and filling that same role that Rojo looked good at the end of the year. Like,
1: Sean McCoy. Yeah, you could just let McCoy go like, and kind of just put yep. AP there. And, hey, you know, you want to ride along for this journey too? Right. You know what I mean? Lombardi, Lenny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go and chase the money elsewhere. Yeah. And, like, for sure. you, we were talking about chasing the money. it's It's crazy to me. There's le- legitimately ten teams that are already in the negative for salary cap. Like,
0: oh, it's dropping hard. That salary yeah. cap's coming down. You know who's not gonna have any salary cap issues? Bill Belichick.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is what scares me the most. Never
0: does. Let me say this real quick. So if we're looking at all the QBs and help me out with some of the names because there's been a lot. But last year, Tom Brady left. Cam Newton went to New England. Philip Rivers went to Indianapolis.
2: I don't know if it's a big name, but you got Jameis that went to the Janus Saints. Jameis moved
0: on. Teddy Two Hands, Bridgewater, he moved on to another team. And if we're talking about some of the ones that are going now, which we already mentioned earlier, so Wentz is up. Dak could be moving. Deshaun Watson could be moving. Sam Darnold could be moving. Darnold's probably out.
2: Jameis is a free agent. There's there's rumors where he, he can might could move go. again, correct. So, yeah, there's definitely uh, – again. I don't know how big of a name he is, but Jacoby
0: Brissett. Brissett could be on the move. Whenever he Teddy the Bridgewater Colts, could move Teddy again. Teddy Bridgewater possibly again. Right, and so th- all I've been wondering this whole time for the last two years is Jimmy I'm like, G. Jimmy G. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe that's what he does. He gets Jimmy G. back. Jimmy G. back. I could see that because I'm, I'm like, there's no way because he waited. Bill Belichick waited until everyone had already passed on Cam Newton. They're like, well, I mean, we can take him. They bring him in. He for was waiting for, for the money. He was yeah. waiting for the money. Yeah, and I, I'm not
1: faulting for that. I think that was the right move. Yeah, Uh is for the value. You that know you can what the get, difference what is is because he was also the GM playing – You know, he, he does the GM job just as good as he does the coaching job, Sure. unlike Bill O'Brien, who was trying to be <laughs> yeah. this GM guru, and he's not, and he should have just stayed the coach. But what I'm and trying to probably figure out – still have a job.
0: Yeah. What I'm trying to figure out is how did all of these QBs go in rota- and rotation for the last two seasons now, and Belichick hasn't made a move that made sense for the team yet? Because or is he, he waiting for the draft? Have the Patriots ever made the splash moves
2: other than the Randy Moss? No. That's the only time I remember the Patriots doing a
1: splash move. Especially on the offensive side. But on the on the on the defensive side, you would think they just build and they coach up defense. You know what I mean? They they have the they, they don't really bring in these crazy big names. They coach them up and that's what Bill does, you know, yeah, he's a he doesn't a sign coach.
2: big players. Uh, like anytime that guys are due for their contracts, he lets them go. Whenever they're at that certain point, I mean, look, Tom Brady is a perfect example. Again, they they figure Tom Brady is
0: coming up on the end of his. Well, for like four years, right? You know, like as soon as honestly, as soon as they got Jimmy G, it was almost like Belichick wanted to keep Jimmy, groom him, and that have was them the big rumor that from Tom
2: he wanted to keep Jimmy and get rid of Tom. The owner said no. Yeah. Because I remember when Jimmy G, was up for tr- Jimmy G was up for trade, it was the Browns, I think, that he could have possibly went to. And because Bill liked Jimmy G so much, he said, I'm not going to do that to you. I want to send you to a winner. And that's why he went over to the 49ers. And went to the Super Bowl. Because he got a better offer from the Browns for him. But went to the 49ers because he didn't want to screw the kid. And so now,
1: who knows? He could be back.
2: That's the, thing. the Patriots, that's what they do. I mean, they don't draft great. No, for but, all the picks that they get and trade out of, they're right. not great in the draft. But they make the right moves, it seems like. Like, obviously this year it didn't seem like they made right moves. No, but they had a lot of people but again, out half their defense. defense was out with, due to you You're know, out COVID. your
1: safety, you're out your line, D lineman, you're, you're out. Of, your best linebacker. Like, yeah. Yeah, they, their defense got
2: destroyed by players opting out for the season.
1: And that's half their battle, special teams of defense. And that's you what they do. Lost, you just lost your quarterback. You know, and they so were they own. have a they have a good line. They have well, a good yeah, to line. I was say, they they have a decent running back.
2: eight and eight. They, they're they're. What well, did they finish last year? I'm trying to think. I, I don't feel like it was 800. I want to say it was seven and nine. That sounds more right. The thing with the, the Patriots, like I, I'm hearing in the the draft now, is that they're going to go after Mac Jones, get out of Alabama, potentially, because of the connection of Nick Saban and. And Belichick. Bill Belichick, how yeah. they always kind of – they're they're good friends. Oh, they go way back. Mac Jones is the – a winner at quarterback, which is basically what Bill wants kind of thing. So there's there's talks of that. If Jimmy G comes available, though, do you pull that trigger? But that means the 49ers are going to have to make a move as well. Where do they go? That wouldn't involve them trading Jimmy G to said team.
1: Well, see, one thing about that is at least it's AFC, NFC. So there's like, uh, you know, if I do see you, I'm going to see you in the Super Bowl-type deal. They're not, like, a division team. Um, Hey, thanks for, like, letting me have Jimmy G for a minute, but it's just not working out. I would love to see them come back and make that connection again,
0: especially now that he has a few seasons under his belt. Jimmy G and Belichick, I would love to see that. Right, because
1: he kind of fell off in the 49ers. They said he was hurt, this, that, and the other, but there was some games where it just – you know, he he still looked really good sometimes, but I think he had one of the worst-rated games last year.
2: thing is that the the, the Bill Belichick – Coached players because how many quarterbacks left? Bill Belichick and bombed all of them. The only one that didn't was Tom,
0: who's yep. a different beast altogether. So. Super Bowl champion.
1: Yeah, he's already back at practice. You know what I mean?
0: Eyes on eight. Hashtag yeah. eyes on eight. That man does not quit. Love to see that. He needs to quit. Oh, just because you want to see somebody else in this Super Bowl, and not the Bucks. I don't want to see
2: somebody else. I don't want to see the Bucks. Tom Brady could have went to any team taking the Super Bowl, that's outside of the AFC West or the Bucs, and I'd have been happy for him.
1: <laughs> it's not a hate for Tom; it's a hate for the Bucks. No, it's a hate for Tom. I'll, t- I'll take that. <laughs> <A> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah me, speaking for yourself, yeah. yeah a, a guy called me out. He's like, I was like, in, he's like, oh, it might be a little salty, or that is, that's exactly being salty. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yes. So it's me being salty then. Yeah, I'll eat that up. <laughs> So,
2: speaking of being salty and, and hating greatness Let's switch on over to the NBA here well,
0: And teams that are number one
2: And I don't know how they're not getting hate Because they are the number one team But the, the underrated I mean the number one team in the
0: NBA right now Getting no love A very quiet number one team in the
1: league <laughs> The Utah Jazz Yeah I've been a huge fan since 2021 <laughs> I've been a huge fan uh, like, We have the ugliest jerseys but uh, I mean we just go out there and ball every night.
2: I was talking trash about the, the the Rudy Gobert signing whenever that went down. I still think they overpaid the man, but it seems to be panning out for him. He could still win defensive player of the year again. Yeah, like they're they're just doing what they need to do. Possibly the most underrated player in the NBA right now and Donovan Mitchell. I love to see Donovan Mitchell taking that step into a superstar role. He's doing what he's doing. He's taking over. and He's just dominating. Like it's impressive
1: what he's doing right now. Yeah, and the other night they they whooped up on your boy Giannis. <laughs> they put a whooping on them. I mean, you got five losses. And That's a back to back
2: MVP. That's the Bucks are a different story right now. They're looking a little sketchy to me. But yeah, the, the way the Jazz are playing, like they're they're playing. Top teams and and winning, they're on a a nine and one for the last ten games right now, just balling out of control. Go Bear,
0: getting some heat from Shaq, but oh, those guys have a history <laughs> together. So Shaq and any big man exactly have a history. So Shaq's <laughs> usually kinda, stemming from Shaquille O'Neal.
2: Shaq's throwing a little shade his way, so that that's kind of funny to hear those two like the way all that's panning out. But Go Bear's doing what he needs to do. Leading the team in rebounds, like I said, just dominating on the defense, Shot blocking. Locking is doing his up. part. Mitchell's balling over there. The guy that's surprising me too is Conley for being his age still he's really well. rejuvenated this year. Playing very well considering like how old he is. Like he's been in the league for quite a while now, so he's got an injury coming up. <laughs>
1: I, hope I don't not wish, for, yeah, I don't wish that upon nobody. I mean, that's that's kind of just been his this plague. Yeah, yeah it's like it's been what he does. Yeah, he just kills it. It looks great, it looks awesome. And then I think last year or even the year before, he looked like he even got like a little three game going. And then it just blows out something, Achilles, a knee. He always ends up hurt at the worst time. When the Grizzlies kind of like were, Paul George. Paul George just right when you <laughs> need him in the playoffs. The shoulder goes. It was
2: off. the Clippers with whenever they had their CP3 and, and Blake Griffin run, and it was like every time that they were into the playoffs, someone would got hurt.
0: Yeah, if it wasn't Blake, it was CP3, yeah. and then the next year it was it was so, vice versa. And that's what
2: I felt with Grizzlies whenever Conley was over there and they were mm-hmm. in their prime kind of thing doing their runs, I feel like Conley would always get hurt at
0: just a crappy time for them. The grit-and-grind Grizzlies. <laughs> like, they were in the Western Conference Finals. Like
2: I used to love the way they played because it was just almost a Spurs-esque type of ball. We'll say old-school ball. Yeah. And... No flash, no big-name player kind of thing that just dominated. Physicality in post. Yeah. Good ball movement. So I used to love watching them play. And, looks at Conley, whenever, I'm like, man, this man's having a good year considering his situation and how many injuries he's been through in his age.
0: Well, and he's been on multiple teams throughout his career. But when you look at the trade value that they've gotten for him, uh, it's been market value. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's never been a bad trade. You've never had to give up too much. But you've definitely had to give up. Some of your assets in order to get but him. But you also because got in return. return there. Exactly. Yeah. like You've exactly. got to return a good player.
1: And, and speaking of injuries, I mean, we got some injuries going on right now, you know, with the NBA going around. So, I mean, what well, we got Anthony Davis being hurt.
2: Anthony is going down. That's going to be a big question. Two to three weeks? Last, and he yeah. already
0: missed five games already this season due to the Achilles strain. So, as I, I was listening to something this morning, and they were referring to him, and the fear
2: now is the quote unquote calf injury could be an actual Achilles injury, which is what took Kevin Durant out from last season. The Kevin Durant injury. So if he does have this, he's out for the rest of the season. Do you guys think Lakers can still can LeBron at his age, not saying he doesn't he's balling right now, can they still go all the way through?
0: Absolutely not. No,
1: they don't have enough firepower. Not over there. Not not without they need Davis. They need Davis to have – they need his 30, 40 points. Like they LeBron
0: is
2: balling right now, and he's looking like an MVP. I don't know if he'll get it, even though he probably deserves it because like even AD came out and said, especially the politics of it all. And I kind of agree with him. I mean, really, if you want to break it down, I hate saying this,
0: every year LeBron could get it. Right. Like Jordan could have got it every year. Kobe right. only ending with one. Shaquille O'Neal only ending with one. Right. That drives me insane <laughs> because it's, you can't get it wrong for 20 years. Th- those guys, they should have gotten it at least a few more times. Yes. And so, yeah, the, the big names, the greats of the game, they definitely deserve to have it more. But, you know, you get voters fatigue, and I've seen this before, and I feel like right now I felt like going into the season there was absolutely no way Giannis was going to get the MVP because they already gave it to him twice, and now it's like and you haven't been in the finals yet. Like the NBA is very much a prove it to me league, which is why going back to talking about the Jazz, I think that they're an incredibly underrated, slept on number one seed is because well you guys got knocked out in the second round, and you don't ever make it to the conference finals, and so it's wait until
1: I see you do it. Is it still too early to be? I mean, it's definitely for sure. We're twenty
0: eight games in. So I don't think we reached the halfway point.
2: So not yet. It's definitely the, the too early prediction kind of thing. But it's also fun to do it. Oh, yeah. No, the no, way no, they're playing no right now, if they keep this pace up, they're, they're going to have to be the number one. we, got, how well, do you we not... got the
1: Knicks in the playoffs right now. That's why I <laughs> said it's a little too early. Cleveland was hanging in there yeah. for a while. We got the but... Knicks in the playoffs. and uh... So let me say this real quick. Because
0: now the Lakers have played five games without Anthony Davis, and they went 4-1 and one in that stretch. But there's probably only one team right now in this league that can lose one of their stars and still make it to the finals, and i got to say that's the Brooklyn Nets because
1: they have three yeah. of
2: them. <laughs> How often are those three playing together right now anyways, and they're winning? <laughs> yes, speaking right. of them,
1: both Kyrie and Kevin are going to be out. Exactly. The injury bug is getting them too. Devin, you said Kyrie with the back? Yeah, back. I don't back. know if it's because he's carrying the
0: team or <laughs> – Harden's yeah. the one doing the carrying over there. That guy stepped in, and he, he has been yeah, orchestrating that offense.
2: He's facilitating through three quarters and then taking over in the fourth. It's it's impressive He's played that. way better than I expected him to. The three of them together looks impressive. I'm
0: really impressed with how Kyrie and Kevin Durant have let Harden take over the playmaking and the running of the offense, because we talked about this when they got together, is that Kevin Durant is definitely the best player on the team. But he's probably also the best suited to take a step back. Well, he's, he's the most passive. He's extremely passive. That's been right. to me his
2: problem his almost, yeah, almost to a fault, right? Yes. Like when they were together with the Thunder, uh, his problem was when you had that Westbrook, Harden, KD. KD was always too just passive and let Westbrook take over when yeah. KD should have been taking over. Right. He's always been that guy where he doesn't need the ball
0: all the time, kind of thing. And now he doesn't need to have it, and if Harden doesn't need to have it, Kyrie can get some.
1: Yeah. I feel like I feel like Durant, even though he, he might show like this unfearsome, I don't know, just no emotion type almost like I would say like a Kobe, but like he could just shoot from wherever and he knows he can, so he just has this confidence that he don't like let like fully out but he could just any shot he wants anytime he wants he knows he could get it and he just lets it be done and yeah he don't care you know what i mean he just give me the ball and i'll shoot it and he just don't get mixed up in there even though i do think he's an emotion driven player but he kind of tries to put this persona on that he's not you know what i mean but it's just so do you
2: think he has a we'll we'll say because it's always been kind of the the mamba mentality do you think he has that killer instinct that he's always kind of cold while he's out there to take no, over I the game that. at the so, end of the game, yeah.
1: So I believe he has like a Mamba mentality, but he's soft.
2: So I, I I fear that when it comes to taking that game over, I don't know if he has that quite in him because he's too passive about it. If there's somebody else that is willing to do it, he'll let them do it instead of saying no. I'm doing this. This is gonna
1: be me. I feel like he he lacks the killer instinct, even though like his game doesn't show that. Right. Yeah, if that's like, where
2: I feel like at the end of the game, he has the potential. Like, he has all the potential to take over a game. His he sportsmanship's
1: do like super high. You know what I mean? I haven't really like, I couldn't say like I followed him after every game and see if he like gives handshakes out there. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Type deal. That but I feel like, anyway. yeah, I feel like I feel like he doesn't have it in him to just like walk off the court like f you guys, I'm out of here. Right. Like, hey, good game, guys. You know what I mean? I just shot the game winning shot, but you know that was a close one. Like where Kobe Bryant would go out there and be like, I just took your soul. He's you know right, what I mean? like He's uh-huh. going
2: to shoot the shot and then stare you down, right, until you leave the court.
1: I would do it again Whereas if I had to. Kevin
2: Durant's going to hit that shot and like hang his head down a little bit and walk. He's almost like, sorry.
1: He feels he feels <laughs> bad. Like hey, yeah. I'm sorry
2: I had to do that to you guys. It was but. either me or you, right?
1: Where Kobe Bryant was like it was always me. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? There like,
2: is no you, like yeah. And that's
1: the, the, the Michael Jordan, the the Kobe mentalities, man. Yeah, the killer That's instinct. where I that's where
2: I fear he lacks. That he needs yeah. those players.
1: Well even like I would say LeBron has that in him but you just he don't have the game the game winning shot in him I think he lacks that. He's always looking to pass the ball to Kyrie or you know okay, I he need wants to, to facilitate. Drive. That's yeah. that's
2: part of LeBron's game too is that he's a facilitator. He can score, he can take a game over, but he wants to get everybody involved. That's the beauty of his game for being
0: as dominant as he is he still wants to get everybody else involved. Well, and really, actually, to go along with this conversation, let me pose this to you. Because so, if late in games, if you were going to try and take the game-winning shot and make it as hard as possible on some of these greats, right? If you're going to try and make the game-winning shot as hard as possible on Michael, you're going to push him out to the three-point line and make him make the quote-unquote worst shot that he had in his arsenal. If you're going to do it with LeBron, you're going to try and let him drive to the basket swarm him so that way he does kick it out to somebody else with durant i think you just let somebody else on his team shoot yeah because i don't think durant is the one to demand the ball in an iso situation and say i'm going to go with 20 seconds left and i'm going to take this shot right now he did hit those two big shots over lebron in transition in the finals but i need to see that when the deck's not stacked for him i need to see it when it's stacked against him right say this is do or die and we're not up 3-1 on you guys and now I'm going to take this shot I think I need to see him fully healthy head-to-head against the Lakers in the finals and to see him call for the ball take it out of Durant. I'm sorry out of Harden's hands take it out of Kyrie's hands and say I'm going to do this myself yeah that that's where I I, I kind of fear his because yeah game. come Laker time you know it's Kobe's time and yeah. he's gonna get the ball, and if you don't get it to him, he's gonna scream at you long after the final buzzer sound. There's no reason you, you don't give him the
2: ball kind right. of That was his mentality. Right. No one else should And that's have the ball. that's what I
1: think it's gonna come down to with the Nets is is Harden gonna pass the ball or is he gonna take that shot? That's is Kyrie gonna do it? Because that's that's I to me it's it's Kyrie or
2: Harden are gonna be like, I want the ball. Who
0: gets it at that point? Because KD's gonna be like, hey, if you guys want it, you can have it. Well, right. And Harden's the one that stands the most to gain from that situation because the other two have their rings. Right. And they've hit their big shots in the finals. And Harden, the biggest knock on him is he doesn't come through in big games in the playoffs.
1: Which we were talking about the injury bug. I mean, Houston, same thing, CP3. And, you know, they had their injuries, too, when they were running. Oh, man. They couldn't just catch a break.
0: Well, and even talk about it right now. So Anthony Davis is out for a stretch of time. Kevin Durant's hurt. Kyrie Irving's hurt. My Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, he's been hurt for a while. He finally just came back. Um, Tatum, he's out with the COVID. Tatum's been out. Yeah, not even talking about COVID-related. Yeah, uh, Yeah. injuries. We're only 28 games into the season. This has got to be due to that shortened offseason, the shortest offseason in history for some of these teams. And even then, some of the other ones that had a longer offseason, did you stay in shape? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because if not – Again, a weird offseason – you had an extended off season
2: for some of these guys, one like these guys the, the the Warriors type, one. that didn't make that little bubble. So then you're off. Then how much were you in the the home gym because you couldn't go to the gym, right? You know, so how much were you really focusing on your game? Or well, Joel
0: Embiid, right? I mean, he's having I think he's having an under an underrated MVP season yes. himself. But I think the thing with him is, is again, it's we saw you in the bubble. You were out of shape. You were lazy. You didn't stay ready when it came to the playoffs last year and now you're having a dominant season and, and you're also
1: without Simmons in the bubble too true you know what I true. mean so and Simmons is balling and you know they they kept trying to break them up but obviously they're leading the conference right now with the best right. record so obviously they work well together you know they, they can make it happen they make it whatever it is whatever their difference is them them together makes the 76ers a better team
0: Definitely. I feel like he doesn't get the MVP credit this year because, again, it goes back to we've seen the story of the Sixers over the last few years, which is not get to the finals. Right. Or they're going go out in the first round right. or go out in the second round. Lose to the Celtics. And so I feel like that's why LeBron has what seems to be a long lead in front of these guys is because, I mean, he's a reigning finals MVP last year. He has actually played every game this season, despite being one of the oldest men out on the court. And we've just seen Giannis not make the finals. We've seen Embiid not make the finals. i tell you what, the guy that I like the most that could really ratchet up that MVP race, and i got to give you credit for this again, Devin, Nikola Jochik.
1: Yeah, he's balling. If they can
0: get hot and start putting together a lot of wins, he will definitely be the driving force behind that. So if these shooters can start hitting their shots and they get these Ws, they start moving up in the conference standings, Jochik is going to fly up that MVP ladder. They're going to be one of them dark
2: horse teams, I think. Even though they did 1,000%. go thousand percent all the way last year to to the the conference finals, but again, that's that bubble year. There's depending on what you want to look at. The asterisk. But I mean, whatever. even
1: before that, though, I mean, you had one of the best head to head matchup with Murray and Mitchell. I mean, that was one of the best games yeah, going back and forth. Yeah, that series. I think it was like two hundred, almost three hundred points between both of them. Like they were just going at it. I that mean, was a
0: coming out party for both of those guys. Yeah. Yes. So.
1: I mean, if you get that, and then before this, before we even started potting, we were talking about uh, Clarkson. He went off last night for forty points. And that's
2: like, now you got the NBA and their trade deadline, the, the most active trade deadline of all the sports year round. We don't know what's going to happen as far as those. So those top teams in the West and East are going to start making their little moves. We we're going to hit this right now with the the, the buyouts, buyouts, buyout some of these season. potential buyout players, and where they're going to end up going. The, the big rumor I'm hearing was with Andre Drummond. Getting bought out, and then of course the Lakers are the first name that people bring up because Anthony Davis may who not needs be a able big man out. right now. <laughs> Anthony Davis is going down. Who can you fill right in? Like it's the perfect signing. Guess for who
1: has Cavalier ties? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah.
2: So it's, it's the perfect fill-in right over there. You got Blake Griffin now. Like where? Where are he we talking going?
1: about? Uh, JJ Redick. Where's he sit? You said uh, JJ Redick. There was rumors of a trade for him
2: going to. The the three teams that I can remember for sure I, I heard Lakers, I heard Doesn't Celtics, uh Milwaukee. Like those are three teams that I remember for sure were and on the the Sixers? The,
0: you said might be in the mix? I don't I don't think it was the Sixers because no. they okay. signed
2: uh what was it, Rivers that they have over there? Oh yeah, there you go. So they picked up their little three point shooter, but I'm like I think the Mavericks are the team and that Riddick makes, already already makes the sense. And Riddick already
1: played for the 76 Sixers
2: too. Yeah. For me, Mavericks are the team that makes sense because they need that spot up three shooter to kind of spread the cord a little bit. But, again, the way this NBA offseason is just the craziest – we're not offseason, the trade season is the craziest trade season. There's constant teams that are moving. They're going
1: up and down. Right. You're always going to have that one player, too, that you didn't see that was moving either. You know, we already had some players, some big names move, but there's still, I believe, going to be – Does Oladipo get
2: traded from the Rockets now? Like Kyle Lowry. the the Kyle Lowry to the the, – I've seen
0: that rumor of going to the Heat vujovic Always. from the magic could and also one that i'm waiting on to see is harrison barnes and so he's currently a king and so right. if he's still they still going to move up. him yeah, yeah. it's going to be a, a, a team that's in need right. of his services so ergo a team that's going to be trying to put something together to win a title this year i can't wait to see what happens there's going to be a big big shakeup come the trade deadline and the buyout market
2: and that, that's the beautiful part about the nba is one player can really swing your team, push your team up into those top spots? You know, it's not like any other sport because again, you only have five guys on the court. One guy coming in can make that change, that difference for your team, and swing you one way or the other. So let's so say so with the 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 Warriors, they were right talking now, about
1: moving uh, Ubre, even right. though they just took on his uh, his contract for you know Clay Thompson. But there there's talks, and I've heard. You know, people saying that he just doesn't fit the role. But, I mean, he's had some games where he balled out, but they just say he don't. So, do they they make a move
2: or do they just kind of stay put, maybe make the playoffs in that bottom seeds? I feel like Curry's
1: the only one who, like, came in ready to ball. You know what I mean? Like, not that I ever put it down, but – he he seems like he was the one working out. He was the one putting an effort, and he's the one. He's having the MVP type sh- yeah, season right now. Absolutely. Yeah, he's showing out. Yeah, he's showing out. He's, he's overproducing from his MVP season. Yeah. Like, he's carrying
2: the team right now. The, the rookie, Wiseman, hasn't been playing. He's been hurt. Draymond's being Draymond, so you kind of get what you get there. But it's – that's what I'm saying. That, that's the team. To me, they're kind of a wild card of do they make a move this year or do they just stay put knowing next year – Clay you comes hopefully
0: back. get Clay back, you know, and Draymond to me, and I want to get your guys' opinion on this because Draymond and Rodman get compared a lot because they're defensive players. Now I don't think at all as far as their style of play, right, are similar, other than being defensive minded guys, right. But I feel like both of those guys they need to have a lot of stakes, they need to have like all their chips pushed in, their right. backs against the wall, in order to fully lock into a season. And I don't see that from Draymond this season. Like, if you have Dennis Rodman on the Pistons or on the Bulls, he's locked in. He knows that they're going for championships. But we've seen him on the Mavericks. We've seen him <laughs> on the Lakers. We've seen him on the Spurs. And when he just has get, a reason, yeah, he, they ball. Otherwise, he's a head case. Yes. And he's a detriment to your locker room. He's a detriment to your product on the court. I feel like Draymond, if he's not locked in, then that's kind of where I feel like this Warriors season is at right now is he knows that they don't have enough.
1: I feel like... And it's hurting the team. What I feel about Draymond is... So, I watched him because I, I like Michigan State College. You know, I, I watched a Michigan State, you know, Miami College and them. But uh, I watched him in college. And when he came over, I didn't really expect what i seen in college. And then he kind of came out, like, with the assist, bringing in the assist. He always had the defense there. He had a nice little decent, you know, obviously the three-point range is a little closer in college. Um... And he came out and he balled, but man, it's just like you can't expect him to score. His rebounds not there, but then he comes back and he has the assists, and he he's, comes back and sets the defense a tone. He'll he'll play defense on you know download or you know your your he's forward. He's an energy guy, is what he is. Yeah,
0: I saw that man defend actually one through five all on right. one series. They kept passing the ball, they kept setting screens, they kept moving, and Devin, like you said, he's just pointing out, you go here, I'll go here, I got him, I got next. And he's rotating around for the whole twenty four seconds. He guarded every single person that was on the yeah, other side. You can't take that away unreal. from
1: real. Yeah, you can't take that so when you look at stats, I believe like he's one of the only people to ever have a triple double without any points. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's a crazy stat and you can't take anything away from him. but that just shows you who he is as a player. But I could see where if you're not ready for a championship where he's just not, he don't have the The problem the is
2: he's kind of being relied upon as a two right now because they don't have anybody aside from, from Steph, and he's not a two. I don't know if I really even want to have him as a three.
0: Wiggins like, has been playing well, but I don't, I don't think he's necessarily a great fit.
2: That's the thing. I, I It takes certain players to fit that team. But are we
1: saying that because he's kind of came in to fit Kevin Durant's role? You know what I mean? Well, like, I don't even
0: – I feel like it was a good move to get him to see if they could make it work um, because, again, he's he's a solid player. I think people get too caught up on what the hype was supposed to be that you overlook his production.
1: Yeah, the Canadian LeBron James is yeah, what right. everyone was and saying. So if you put you know? that
0: away and you're like, no, this is a like a 20-point-per-game guy and he actually is reliable if you can get him to lock in too, which is another story. But I think the talent is there. I just don't think the pieces fit. And so, like you said, Josh, like, do you make moves, or do you keep it together and wait and see what it looks like when Clay comes back? Because now your whole rotation changes, and now some of the mentality. Do you make a move to
2: make sure make what you have now fit? Right. And then hope that it fits next year, or just say, "Hey, let's do what we can this year. Let's see where we can get, knowing next year we're going to get this." Amazing piece back, and we're gonna be right
0: near the top again. Quick point on on this: so take away the championship expry, uh, expectations, take away the the curries and his uh, you know and his his rings and all that. Take the same formula if you're looking at a team that might not fit, even though it's loads of talent. The New Orleans Pelicans. I see a lot of great talent over there, but it just doesn't work. Right, the rotation's not there. These guys don't play well together. But th- I guess that's kind of how I'm looking at this Warriors team is the Pelicans have a little bit longer to figure it out. But I think you have to start making moves to make it look right on the court. That's that's kind of where I'm, I'm I'm at, like I said. Now, again, the benefit is that the Warriors have Klay Thompson coming I feel back like, season. I feel like
1: the the Pelicans don't know how to finish games. I can they, agree to that. They, yeah, don't, they, they don't have a finisher yeah, on the team. They, they, they start really well. They could put up some points. They got some, they got some star athletes. They got some young athletes. And towards the end, they just figure out a way to lose the game. And yeah, maybe it's because they don't have that that go go to that older school that just drive. I don't like know. Zion
2: man. is a is a great player. He's he's doing great this season, averaging twenty four points, he's looking good. Ingram's balling too. But I don't know if, if they're guys that you fear at the end of the game to take that shot at the end of the game to kind of be able to take over at the end of the game is the problem with that team they don't have that
0: guy well and i'm looking i'm like all right so we have zion out there next to steven adams and then we have brandon ingram and lonzo ball and i'm like none of that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) in order for all these guys to play together cohesively as an offensive unit um zion and ingram they can make sense but you got to get the right pieces around them that it's like all right so you're gonna get your 20 shots in this way, I'm going to get my 20 shots this way. We can work together for a few others. But I don't think all of those pieces work well together.
2: They're a team that needs a, a true, legit point guard, old school point – Chris Paul type of point guard. Put Chris Paul anywhere. Of and course. And team makes
0: a playoffs. I, I love that man so much. But, like, that's the kind of –
2: I think point guard you need for that kind of team. Right. A guy that doesn't feel like, okay, I need to score. I want to come over here and facilitate. I want to help this team get better. I'll just kind of feed you guys the ball. Right,
1: he would make Adams more offensive too. You're right, right. And that's what that's what they need because I look at Adams as like a, a he made Andre man. Dum- uh, Drummond an all
0: star, <laughs> Chris Paul did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> like he, they have the potential there with New Orleans. It's like, they're a team that always seems to have the the draft picks and everything like that. They just aren't turning into what they need to turn into. Maybe another year or two, kind of see what
0: else they can bring in and and do something over there. Question. There's a lot of Bradley Beal talk going on. I mean, I feel like the last three years running, there's been a lot of Bradley Beal. Are they going to trade him? Does he want to be traded? He keeps saying that he wants to remain a Washington Wizard. I feel like his body language shows else. I feel like that's what you kind of have to say so you're
1: not – I feel like his soul went out there and <laughs> swatted Russell Westbrook's air ball at the free throw line. <laughs> That's what I think of Bradley Beal right now because Bradley Bill's going out there just, just giving it his all. Yeah, and, and it's just not going. He's leading the league in scoring, and
0: they're just losing.
1: Yeah. over.
0: I, I and over I feel bad for him, and
2: I think he's doing what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to say, yeah. I'm a wizard, and I'm happy to be a wizard. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be labeled as
1: that I mean, guy. He got that paid, that too. So
0: is he as honest as Damian Lillard seems to be? When he says the same thing about being in Portland, because I personally I don't think either one of these guys spends their whole career where they're at right now, despite what they're saying that they. I want think to there's be a there.
2: better chance of Dame staying there because right. at least they kind of win Get to the their playoffs. they yeah. make the playoffs, right. where the Wizards are just so bad. Well, and, and they Portland, have nothing around them really, like well, other than Portland,
1: Portland also past couple years, Jerkage got hurt. Right. They and, have pieces there. Yeah, like they're at least trying they have a to call do something. Him, you know, but but Jerkic got hurt both years, and you make that run, and then you need that big man, man. And I think that that hurt him is when Jerkic got hurt. Yeah. and then he came back, but he still never fully came back from his injury, and it was already too late for. Him and you know, but yeah. I I do think that's a deciding factor and. You can only lose so many times in the conference finals in the co- and in in the playoffs till you kind of like ah, but at the same time, well, and I feel almost like missed the playoffs
0: like, entirely the following season, <laughs> yeah. like last year. <laughs> they had, the but the Wizards haven't been in there in in a few years right. now. They don't look like they're going to. So I don't I don't see them keeping
2: year. Bill because eventually his his value is going to be way too much to where you have to get rid of him.
0: Oh, real quick, talking about this, uh, Damian Lillard uh, and the the Trailblazers organization, Lamarcus Aldridge. Could also be a trade or a buyout, as well as DeMar DeRozan, both of those guys on the Spurs. Wow. They're both rumored to be moved. So, again, like big, big names. Yeah. All coming up here in the next month that could be moved.
2: That could be a big move there, definitely for sure. I don't know who would be in the market for those guys. Kind of see Aldridge. Fit, I could see Aldridge going I could to see the Aldridge Lakers. Being moved.
1: Yeah, I could see him going to the Lakers. That's kind of like so. an AD, an out of date AD. No defensive AD.
2: Curious to see what people would have to give up if it is a trade. Like, what are they willing to give up for those types of players? Because Bill's going to demand him more if they decide to trade him. If they do go ahead and, he's going to be a haul. Let him out to pasture before he's – Like, give him a chance before he just ruins his career and, and wastes it away. But he's like, I said, it's going to take a good amount to get him. Yeah, they're going
0: to want to be able to try to rebuild. A full rebuild. So, they're going to need picks in order to do that. So, you're going to have to give up some expiring contracts and a lot of assets.
1: And you know what's crazy to me is we talk about these teams. And I know last time we went really heavy into basketball and we were talking, you know, our picks and, like, who who was our surprise. And before Fultz went down, like, Orlando was balling. Now Orlando's like almost in last place. Bolts has
0: been a redeeming project over the last few years. Yeah,
1: and then he he was balling before he got hurt. Yeah, and you know that injury bug got him, and was it the short off season or whatever? And then ever since then, you said, you know, usage, Vucic, Vucic, career year <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah, career year this year. So, uh, yeah, I mean Orlando fell off, and you said they so might the, move him. So. The Magic
2: was one of the teams that I was like. I don't think they're going to be a buyer or a seller this year because they're in that middle to where they kind of want to keep their pieces and see what it can be, and then this happens, and And now it's like, well, I guess we might as well be sellers. Like, let's get what we can now and hope that we can add another piece kind of thing. But, again, that's the crazy part with basketball is
0: one player can make a huge difference for your teams. That's why I I get stuck on the Warriors is because anybody that you have – if you trade them that's an asset that you're giving another team yeah and you don't want to do that you don't want to give another team pieces that you had in order to make them better while you're waiting for clay to come back when you could have kept them all together and clay comes back so
1: and the thing is know. the warriors they're they're borderline playoff team right now and they're fighting
0: their way in yeah
1: so i'm saying they're sitting kind of like on the edge there they're I do think Dallas is going to peep their way back in there. Dallas um, has to start coming back. Like, they, yeah. they're they're too talented to be – Well, Porzingis was out, you know. in yeah, another he's kinda, injury. Yeah, he came out, and he, he's finally back. He's got he a hell of way. a game. He did. He was killing it from threes, too. He looked like he had a nice three three game coming. Um, you know, basketball is just one of those sports where you get, talk talk about the All-Stars. You know what I mean? The All-Star break, and, you know, we're talking about the trade deadline and – that's when basketball becomes basketball and yeah. they start playing like the heavy defense is like that second half second like the sh- lockdown right when the runs start coming you know you got to start right.
2: okay playoffs are coming up when they start kind of coming together
1: this is just based on talent and who is ready quicker than the other teams now once that all-star break last minute trades come along playoff push playoff push exactly and uh we're going to be seeing that coming and it's going to be interesting how how basketball unfolds that way. And then uh, I believe, speaking of the All-Star game, there's going to be an All-Star game, right?
0: Is there going to be an
2: All-Star game? There's plans to have an All-Star game in Atlanta. Well, they plan to have it every year, but are they going to have but, it? So this year it was canceled right? because it was supposed to be in Denver. And so we're not doing it this year due to COVID. And then the league was like, wait a minute, we're going to lose money if we don't have an All-Star game. Uh-huh. Let's go have an All-Star game in Atlanta where masks are optional. Like, they don't even care in Atlanta. It's just
0: wide open. Florida's bad. Atlanta's worse. I've been a very big supporter of Adam Silver since he took the reins of the NBA uh, from, from Stern during that transition. But he's becoming more and more Roger goodell to me <laughs> over the last two seasons. Like, if I'm looking at something, and I'm like, Roger Goodell would do that. I'm just so shaking my head. I'm like, ah, oh, so it's probably not the right move. <laughs> probably not the best thing. I, I do think this it's for financial reasons. Like now, the it the mayor only be for the mayor
2: of reasons. Atlanta came out saying that this isn't a party, and everyone needs to not treat this as a party. And like that's what the All Star Game is. The All Star Game is the a party. Whole week it's, of a party.
1: So it's basically all the celebrities get together, right, with all the basketball players, right, and they're like, "We're gonna party." That's so kind of what the All Star Break is. Let's the All Star
0: Game. Yeah. We're gonna have a great time on the court until the fourth quarter. I think it's only in.
2: supposed to be like a three day thing this time. Yeah. Uh, they're going to try to do a dunk contest at halftime between the game. I saw that, yeah. Uh, they're still going to do like the three-point the skill challenge. But you got players, the big names. Giannis doesn't want to do it. Uh, LeBron doesn't want to do it. Kawhi doesn't want to do it. I can't remember who the player was. He wasn't like a, a big-name player. But he said that it's bullcrap that they're doing it. And the reporter's like, so does that mean if you're elected to go, if you get voted in, you're not going? He's like, no, I'm going to go. <laughs> because if I don't go, they're going to find me. Right. He was like, so I'm going to go because I want to keep my money. And I was like, of all years where it should be optional, yeah, this should be the year. Yeah. If you're going to do this during this time where you're, now you're taking these players from these teams, bringing them all together, all these star players, if one person gets COVID or tests positive, that's on the court, now
0: all these star players are going to take this time off. That's a great point. Because those guys are going to have to go through the protocol, and that could be massive amounts of teams that miss their star players yes. for like the first four games post-All-Star break. That would be horrible. That would be a really egg on the face of the NBA if yeah. that were to happen. You get all these guys but, together Okay, but how long typically
1: is the break, though, anyway? Because it's like, what, a week? This break's supposed to be shorter. I know that. Right, but like, so you test them. They're already getting tested. You fly them out. You test them again. Do this, well, do that. I don't know if you know this, but there's some great lemon pepper wings there in Atlanta. Lemon pepper wings? Yes. I actually went to Atlanta, and I was there, and there there's, is some good wings there. <laughs> <laughs> they have so a place this. called Wing Factory, and they're actually pretty good. <laughs>
0: there's a, there's a and club. you know he's right yeah. because we're not sponsored. So that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that little tidbit out
2: there came yeah. from the heart. There's yeah. a club that certain, certain members of the Clippers like to stop by and, and check out before, you know, playoff games.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So
2: now you're bringing all these boys down to Atlanta yeah. to get some of them lemon pepper wings? Yeah. All it takes is one or two of those guys to go to a certain spot. Somebody comes up, day of the game, test positive. Now everybody on the court has to sit out for, like you said.
0: Well, what if the game gets canceled due to that? Like, What if they test positive before that?
2: Why risk any of this? Why have this game that, let's be honest, no one cares about?
0: Well, and to that point, so... You get all of these stars together, which brings all sorts of fans together from different teams right. out there to support, but you don't get to do that this year because there's not a whole lot of fans allowed in all these stadiums, and so like, what's the product? You're going to have a limited like in capacity the in there. Like, if you want to have an all-star
2: break and you want to do the dunk contest, you want to oh, do definitely. the skills challenge, you want to do the three-point contest because you can still have everybody spaced out, social distance, yeah, All that, that's fine. I would work with those. But you can't have a basketball game with your top athletes on the court and take that chance that someone tests positive. They just shut down the San Antonio Spurs for four games because someone was positive or through contract tracing maybe. I don't know. Exactly I think there's like four down. of
1: them that came up positive.
2: So they're, they're canceling four games for them, two games for the Hornets. Like, this is the thing. So who's to say that doesn't happen at the All-Star game? And right. now, like we talked about – All your star players for all your teams are going to be out. You take AD and LeBron out off the Lakers. Whatever games they play for that stretch, they're losing every one of them.
0: Kawhi Leonard's hurt right now. He's taking a few games off, so if you take Paul George out, you're not winning. The product would suffer horrendously. It's just not a smart move this year.
2: Do an all-star break. Do some all-star little games that you want to do your skills challenge things, but not the game itself. That does not need to happen. I know Chris Paul being kind of the the player director over the Players everything. Players Association, he, he wants it to go on, right? But you got to think about the the big picture here and say, NBA, I know you want your money, but uh, let's let's be smart about this too.
0: Yeah, I vote no on having it. I mean, Josh, I think you laid it out pretty clear. Uh, th- the The downside of all this, of the potential downside, as opposed to. Let's just keep things as normal and have the the game like we usually do every year. I just don't think the the payout would be as good as what the downside could be
2: right It's risk worth reward and that's all risk. The rewards not worth it in in my personal opinion, and apparently most star players opinion as well. it's not for them. they don't want to do it, so I'm with you on that. Let's talk about getting into the n b a so the we talked about these trades. Right. You were talking about Bradley Beal, they're going to take a big haul. They're going to want some, some picks and yeah. things like that. So this year coming in, with the, the Nets trading to the Rockets, they did this trade for these draft picks. And I'm like, this is the worst year to want to have a, a draft pick because there's I don't know the names of this year's Every year there's at least one or two names that you know. Like oh god, this guy's gonna be the yeah quote last quote. year
0: that that Georgia guy that's right uh, Edwards and uh, who's Wiseman he's Wiseman. supposed to be he, well, he's who? hurt right now Lonzo or uh, no my gosh I can't believe I just said that <laughs> Lamelo Ball hey the kid's balling right now you he, he, he didn't even play college basketball here right. in the states and he he, he was you the most knew. talked about person right. you knew of him
2: you knew everything when he coming in you knew it was gonna be top three like this year you don't know who these guys are so. I don't know any of these f- potential players coming in. Like, the, the in, NCAA is down this year in the first place. Now we got Duke, who's potentially not even going to make the the, tourney. the tournament this year, which is ludicrous. So, they got a kid, Jalen
0: Johnson, who's the number three spot prospect coming in. Let me stop you right there, Josh. So, what you're saying is this is an asterisk March Madness that we're going to have. Because if Duke's, if Duke's not in it... Then it's blasphemy. <laughs> Go on. So... Number three prospect coming in,
2: he's projected to be the number six ish, so possibly top five player taking lottery the NBA pick, draft. Yeah. More than likely, a guaranteed lottery pick. So he just opted out of the, the, the season.
1: Right, he couldn't even make a he's good team. The, Duke, who's st- always good, he couldn't even make them good.
2: Still in the middle of the season, he opts out. So I was already like, okay, in my opinion, I want to get your guys' opinions on this. To me, that's quitting on your team. That's not. The same as whenever a team makes a bowl game that doesn't matter and you don't play in that. To me, this is a little bit yeah,
0: different. Yeah, well, the season's already over. Right. That I understand. Like this, your team still has
2: a – it's a very, very outside shot at making Right, the you tournament. still have
1: the ACC tournament. Like
2: I think they have a, a 10% chance of making the tournament. But you're telling me there's a chance. A chance
0: is a chance. An opportunity is there. Right.
2: You win the, NCAA, you win the ACC tournament, you're in. Yeah. Like you have a chance at still getting in there. I already don't like the one and done rule with went to college in the first place. I think you do away with it if kids want to come straight out of college or out of high they school, let them that. let them come in there.
1: I just feel like some of these players aren't ready, like legitimately, Agreed. like aren't oh, ready. You know what I mean? Because you you know you have your your Garnets, your LeBrons. There's very Kobe's, few that actually come you know in. I mean? Yeah, the three of them. Yeah, like go <laughs> it's a, like it's a short list of I yeah, think right. seven.
2: You You've got a Darius Miles. This guy, this got- guy, I
1: looked at him. I've seen Duke play. He doesn't have the size of an NBA player. He, he, he was, he's not ready for the NBA, and he should have stayed in college.
2: Listen, this kid, 13 games. He's averaging 11 points, six rebounds, two assists. I'm not drafting him. <laughs> That's not a, a top prospect to me. Like You want to take that guy with your, your number six overall pick, with those kinds of numbers. Like this Again, it's probably the worst year to have a lottery pick. Because there is no big name. Uh, there always is those guys that come out and surprise you. Like, man, this kid, I didn't expect it. You know, you never know. But these types of things is is my problem with college sports, period. Is whenever you got these guys that are opting out or, or doing these kinds of things. College basketball, get rid of the one and done. If they want to come out of high school, let them. I think if you go to college, do similar to what NCAA football does. Where you have to do three years make these kids stay in for two years. If you're going to go to
0: college, you go over two years or you go straight through. I like that idea. I like if you're a player, you have the freedom that if you think you're good enough to compete in the league right now that you can make that jump, you make that decision or your other option is to play overseas um, or attend college. But it, you definitely have to do it for more than one year. You have to give a little bit more to the program than that. And as a GM, uh, in the NBA, if you come out of high school, I don't have to draft you. Right. And so you're making that gamble. And if you want to say, you know, that also gives the player the opportunity. I'm an end of the draft. And if I don't, if I don't get picked up, then maybe I can earn a scholarship. I can play a couple of years, hone my game and then make another crack at it afterwards. Right. Um, or some of these, some of these kids out of high school, they can go the college route. They can play for however many agreed upon years is necessary, hone their craft, bring up a school program along the way with it and then become a more polished prospect i like that but again this year
1: i'm probably training away my pick and <laughs> yeah. i'm going to get a quality right right now you're just going for size you like go for size go for size and like i was saying you're kind of looking for over the seas player a quality right commodity now. is what yeah. i mean something that's known something yeah I mean. you you want to go for maybe someone across Overseas, You get that project that like, yeah. the Spurs
2: always do, they always take that guy from Lithuania that's there oh, yeah. two years before coming
0: over. right? Because at least that's a professional program. Right. That's not even college. Like, that's a job for those guys. Yeah. That's what they do. So, you
2: know, they're going to get legit training yeah. and everything like that over there. You have a couple years of watching them still play, develop, and then bring them over. Right. Yeah, we
1: were going through, through the draft picks, and, you know, you got a guy from Spain, you got a guy from um, – Russia, you got a guy from... Like Congo or something Yeah, like Congo. That. You know, take one of them guys. If I am drafting, uh, it's probably overseas. At this yeah. point, as we're getting... Yeah, I it's see still a ways away from the draft. The, the but right now, one, definitely. Yeah, the number one ranked player is the point guard from Oklahoma State, point guard. So, I mean, it's just... So, there was
2: a couple kids from Gonzaga, but is that because
1: Gonzaga's the yeah. number one team? And see, now this guy, Jalen Johnson, he's also playing the ACC. And... A lot of the college basketball is playing, but ACC. the ACC is
2: down this year. Like, because but that's where my problem with this are one they be, and
1: done. Are they are they down because they're playing majority of the ACC games and they're only playing certain couple games over here and over there? Because like I know Duke, they played Michigan State, and now Michigan State's <sighs> down. But it's like you're playing a lot more conference games than your typical off the ball, off the out of conference games, right? And I don't know. Is that something that has to do with it, too? I don't know. That's
2: where my problem with the one-and-done type situation. I really think it's hurt a lot of these, we'll say the blue-blood colleges, because now you're having all these recruiting saying basically, hey, come here and play for a year and leave. Like, that's okay with us. Some colleges don't want to bring those players in. Like, that was the big thing with Kentucky for a while. They were all about bringing those one-and-dones in. And other teams, such as a Duke and things like that, they didn't want those one-and-dones. You come here. We want you to play for us. Right. Now every team's starting to say, well, that's what's working. You know, you kind of have to go with what's working. If you want to
0: compete, right. then you can bring in a one and done.
2: So it's it's really – it's hurting to me the the, the game altogether because now you, you don't really have these guys that you can kind of grow to love or anything like that. It's, bring it's them in, so them
1: hard to follow, like, 300 college basketball, Yeah, you know – Players every year. <laughs> y- well, yeah. no, like, New just ones, the college I – mean. the colleges and just – to watch these red shirt freshmen and freshmen who you're supposed to follow, and you're just like, is he? You know, is he the next LeBron James? You know, like you're you're hoping and you're trying to. It's hard to follow, man. You want to see these two three years in college, and see them take that growth and actually grow up. You're basically seeing kids act like kids and quit or opt out. You know, and it's it's bad for basketball. It's, it's, especially this year when it's already hard to follow because sometimes they're not allowed to play or they're going with three, four, five weeks without a game. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to even when we were talking about college football to to follow these athletes. And now when the top tier athletes aren't even there and then you have people like this who feel entitled to just leave their team, I'm not drafting him. You just fell out of the first round to me.
0: Yeah, the character is still a big part. I mean these these scouts they look into what their background is. They look into what their priors are. They look at their history, and character comes into a play a lot too. Are you mature enough in order to handle yourself in say New York City playing for the Knicks? Yeah, I you mean like for
1: Coach K. Guess who Coach <laughs> K coaches. The Olympic basketball team. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you kind of just you mess around with the wrong one. You kind of – yeah. And
2: he came out with his coach speak saying, A, we respect his decision. We understand his decision and all that. And like, of course he's going to say that. Like, that's expected. Yeah. You basically – you have to say that because you need to recruit still. So if you came out and said, this kid's an idiot. He shouldn't be doing this. Other kids are going to see that and say, wait a minute. What if I wanted to do that? I don't want to play for him now because he's going to come down on me like that. So you have to do the coach speak at that point. Yeah. And just, Oh yeah, he's doing the right thing for him. It's okay. I understand. Blah, blah, blah. I think coach K also before the season started realized he was going to have a little bit of a, a bad team. And he was already saying we shouldn't be playing basketball this year with this <laughs> pandemic going on right now. We There's should not be playing coach basketball. <laughs> <laughs> like when I heard that, I was like, Ooh, that means he doesn't have the pieces he wants. He wants, and he's like, we shouldn't be doing this year because I don't want to tarnish my, my career
0: and have this blemish on my record here. i tell you what, NBA team doesn't have to worry about this issue with uh, COVID and March Madness basketball going on. The Nets? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, as far as draft picks goes, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Because they have like four <laughs> first round picks for the next like seven straight right. years. And the best part is that they're all from like mostly multiple different teams. Right. Whereas when the when the Pelicans got their haul from the Lakers, okay, the Lakers are going to be really good. Exactly. And you have Zion and Brandon Ingram, and you're so you're supposed a... to also be good. So you're going to have low draft picks. Yeah. And anyways, no matter which team you take them from, whether your own or from the Lakers, and then they traded Drew Holiday to the Bucks. Well, the gonna... Bucks are probably going to be good. Yeah, you're, for the you're next getting handful of years. bottom of
2: the barrel picks. Like you're getting
0: into the first round. Picks. All of your picks are going to be in the 20s or worse. Yes. And Oklahoma City is like, well, we're going to have a four, a seven, yeah. a ten, and a 20 like year in, year out. And they're actually already having issues right now because SGA is really good, and Dort, who's how old is Dort? He's young, but they're already having him out there guarding LeBron, guarding Kawhi Leonard, guarding James Harden.
2: When you're a team like that, he's going to get good fast. That's what you have to do whenever you're that type of team. If you're already a young team and you're drafting more young players, throw them into the fire. Yeah. see what you got in those kids because you know you got some coming up, so you can find out right now if they're going to be good. Right. But, instead of these other teams that like you get this one player, you hope that they're good. They're going to have multiple choices.
0: They're just like, hey, we're going to have four first rounders. If we can hit on two of them, we're good. Exactly. And they're already having those issues with those two guys, and so I mean, I know Sam Presti was probably thinking that this is going to be a longer rebuild than what it is, right. but we were in the playoffs last year, and we could be in the play-in tournament this year. And so he's got some decisions to make on whether he trades some of the assets that he currently already has blossoming in front of him to get more picks down the road, or if he finesses it around, keeps some of these guys together and just keeps you know, picking in the mid-to-level part. But, yeah, man, Thunder's looking good with yeah. all those draft picks. And so they don't, they don't really have a whole lot right to worry way. about. They're doing it a phenomenal
2: again i don't know if this is the time you want those picks
0: not i mean with what's coming you can out. afford to miss this year <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you're them that's what i'm saying so but, uh yeah if you're anyone else yeah you got a lot of scouting to do your yeah. scouting department has a lot of tape to watch
1: but that's not saying there, there can't be growth you know i mean and, you and, uh, can still ha- right. you can still have growth and you can still have you'll you, have players that are do good there even in the tourney we're, 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 we're kind of jumping right now because once you hit that tourney, there's at least one or two players have that have that, 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 that tourney that. run that are just – this is where their name's made, and yeah. we're going to find out. The tournament, there will nonetheless, is going to be so interesting. But is Gonzaga just going to run through it like they've been? Like we were talking, Michigan, you know, they've only one loss.
2: They're full of freshmen. They're an awful young the, team. The,
1: the, the, the tourney is going to be interesting. So, it is – I think Legitimately this going to be, be the best
0: March Madness we've had in a long right. time. Right. As a basketball fan, I love March Madness. Oh, March as Madness an, is great. As an NBA fan, I hate March Madness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because there's always some owner that doesn't run the operations of basketball, and then they see the Jimmer Fredettes out there, yes. and they're like, we have to get this guy. This is the next guy. Did you see him in March Madness? And then so you draft Jimmy Fadette, and he's out of the league in like three years, and he's playing overseas. Well, he's it's balling like, in China right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your boy averaging fifty points in China right now. But the Kings aren't happy about how <laughs> that worked out for them. <laughs> or, or, or did they draft him? Was, was it him or Dougie McBuckets? Yeah. <laughs> These March Madness kids, that you know, to your point, Devin, like they. They just they get, they get hot at the right time. Yeah,
1: they get drafted because of their performance over a few I'll weeks. I always say, and I was telling the people, but these owners got to stop biting it. Even uh, Kemba Walker, you know his he his run in the legendary, pff, awesome. You know what legendary. I mean? They, they weren't even going to be in the tournament. Connecticut sucked, and uh, or Connecticut, Connecticut yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and he just went he had on. Yeah, Allen Iverson tweeting about him. Dude, he was balling.
0: was he, he <laughs> <Yeah>. clutching <laughs> he everything. Had
1: a run. He kind of showed out in basketball, you know. Oh yeah, but he became an all-star also. Yeah, so he was he, the right pick. He was right. he was a one-off. You know what I mean? So it's it's hard to say, man. You know, you you can't knock them, especially when you're in a the tournament, these other great college teams, you know, they all come together and I always like the sleeper, the underdogs too, you know what I mean? Who was it, it a couple it years so ago? The 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 yeah, puppies or the dogs or St.
2: Mary's was one of the teams that went for a while there. Uh, The Wichita State Shockers. Wichita State. Yeah, you got these. That's the beauty of the NCAA in the March Madison. This year, I truly believe this year is going to be the year that you have
0: more of that. I was in Kansas when Northern Iowa knocked them out, and that was insane because all these KU fans were out there partying, going hard, going heavy, and then when Iowa took them down – just all the energy in the room stopped, and <laughs> everyone just walked. Not out. even Iowa, Northern. Yeah, Iowa. yeah Northern. <laughs> yeah. That's the it thing. wasn't yeah. even like the state Hawkeyes. At least it Hawkeyes like yeah. the, yeah. the yeah. Hawkeyes, yeah. The the Iowa Hawkeyes.
1: Yeah,
2: the Northern Iowa. Some things that no one knows of. Yeah, Man. the Wildcats.
0: <laughs> Gotta love March Madness for these. Yeah, that is the beauty of it.
2: Well, this was a fun one,
0: guys. Has been. Uh, thank you for joining a story absolutely again thanks for making the accommodations
1: <laughs> to have me back i really appreciate it this is this felt good it's good to be back yeah man we're glad to have you back this was definitely definitely fun new scenery new new environment we thank well, you guys for making me a fan
0: yeah, because i had to listen to your guys' episodes and i'm like damn like i love these guys I'm going to gonna jump subscribe in. to this show
1: <laughs> i'm going to download these episodes we're not going to say we put your hat over there and thought you were over there the whole time <laughs> but we didn't do that <laughs> but yeah man uh this is great and like i said we we just we got to jump in and we're, we're ready for march madness we're ready for these trades in basketball we're getting over I- i'm not gonna lie I'm sad that football's over. I mean, we still, you know, got some last-minute trades. We got a, like we speak, spoke of the trade deadline in March, but also the trade deadline for basketball is going to be March coming up. So that's going to be some something we focus on for sure. And uh, March is going to be a good month, definitely. March for UFC too. We got a big fight card in March too. So it's it's good, man. And uh, I I feel like we're heading in the right direction. Sports are heading in the right direction. Um, it's good, man. It's good. Yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Spread the word.
2: Get more people on the Facebook group. You know, kind of share it to your friends. Share the post whenever we do. Put the podcast out there. Kind of share it to your page, so more people will see
0: that and help us get this out there. We really appreciate all the love and support. Like, share, and subscribe. We got hats out there now. We're working on a t-shirts. T-shirts. So we're excited about that. And stay tuned on the Facebook page and the Instagram. Please follow us there. Also, shirts and skins. We're gonna have more top five top 10 brackets and ladders so you can give your opinions on what we think our takes are and down the road we're going to make those shareable so that way you're going to be able to put your own using our format your top five your top 10 whether it's nba mvps whether it's nfl teams going into the 2021 2022 season so a lot going on over there for us thanks again we appreciate having your listen go heat real quick guys y'all watch nascar sunday did you watch it
1: there's a new show on Netflix called The Crew I watched. All right. Uh, <laughs> go Clippers, Daytona. Go jazz.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to Shirts
2: and Skins Podcast.